Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Batman number 182. Cover date July-August 1966. Cover price 25 cents. Cover artists Sheldon Maltolf, J. Winslow Mortimer, Stan Kay, and Charles Paris. Edited by Jack Schiff. Featuring Batman Jr. and Robin Sr. Written by Bill Finger. Art by Sheldon Maltolf and Stan Kay. And The Rainbow Batman, written by Edmund Hamilton, art by Sheldon Maltoff and Stan Kay. And The Joker Batman, written by David Van Reed, art by Sheldon Maltoff and Charles Paris. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go! Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Oh, you drifted onto the sea. You flowered into a dream. A dream that never would fade away. Wilton Winders, a criminal ex-scientist, steals two newly invented gases from Dr. Richard Marston. The gases cause people to become older or younger, depending on which gas is applied. When Batman and Robin try to capture Winders, they are exposed to the gases. Robin becomes an adult, and Batman becomes a child with no memory of the past ten years. Meanwhile, Dick Grayson saves a girl's life during a robbery. In the process, he injures his arm, but he does see the crooks and can identify them later. Also, meanwhile, when the Joker is paroled from prison, Batman keeps an eye on him, suspecting that the clown prince of crime intends to return to evil doing. Batman follows his foe into a laboratory. By accident, both Batman and the Joker are exposed to Epsilon rays, which cause them to exchange personalities. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. It's an 80-page giant. It's a comic that's got 80 pages. Have you heard the news? What news? Of the 80-page giant. (laughs) Featuring six big, fantastic, bizarre adventures, but we could only pick three. Thank God. Why? (laughs) Well, I fell asleep reading the third one. I'm so sorry, but there's an exciting fact I'll share later. Okay, great. Um, This is a second star collection of The Strange Lives of Batman and Robin. I read on the cover of this 80-page giant, Batman number 182. As you know, 80-page giants feature reprints of previously published stories. Obviously. These come from 1954 and 1955. Okay. Um, You can tell the reprints how... By the art, and by the more um, specifically cars please, inside. It's not the answer I'm looking for. By the cars inside. No. By the car. By the clothes we're wearing. No. Um, well, by, yes. By, by the by the um, relatively almost imperceptible slowness of the story. No. No. 
Look carefully, Rob. There's no yellow circle around the bat insignia on Batman's costume. Oh, wow. Such an obvious thing that people who really, really follow Batman stories and uh, would know from Detective Comics. Yes. Yes. Um, we're looking at three stories today. Batman Jr. and Robin Sr. The Rainbow Batman. Rainbow Batman. Happy Pride. <laughs> and uh, the Joker Batman. Batman. Joker. Yeah, Joker Batman. Yeah. Um, so, shall we dive right in? Yes. We're all jacked up on coffee. I'll say. <laughs> Zing. Zing. Uh, the most terrific team ever to strike terror into wrongdoers, that's Batman and Robin, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. The mature judgment and surpassing detective skill of the Batman make him a perfect partner for the more impetuous, reckless courage of young Robin. Young Robin! But when scientific wizardry causes an incredible upset, the boy wonder becomes the man and the great detective the boy, as you shall see in this story of Batman Jr. and Robin Sr., what do you think of that splash page there, Bob? Of the splash the page, the, the cover giant page? grimacing Father Time looming over with Gotham the City, scythe over his shoulder. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. What's up with Father Time's eyes? Yeah, are they like literally clock eyes? <laughs> <laughs> they have. They look like they have clock uh, the, the arms of the hour. Yeah. Thing. Yes. Huh. Mm. Well. We don't need to linger on the splash page nope. because there's so much going on in this story. Oh my god, here we go. Let's go. One evening in the laboratory of Dr. Richard Marston, famed scientist. Famed only in this comic. My years of work have succeeded. I can now synthesize the age principle and youth principle gases in quantity. And oh no, that knock on the door. More reporters, I'd wager. Troublesome reporters. They're always bothering him, aren't they? Well, yes, he's invented a gas that can age or uh, de-age people. So I imagine many great newspapers would be interested in that scoop. Apparently he's a very loud talker because he opens the door and the very first thing that the man says is... No, I'm not a reporter. (laughs) Maybe there's some missing time here. Maybe he the maybe he opened the door and he said, and what we haven't heard is, "Oh, you're not a reporter." No, I'm not a reporter. I'm a fellow scientist. My card, sir, Professor Ephraim 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 Ver. Yes, that's different. Reporters have been pestering me ever since my discovery was announced, but I always welcome another scientist. Um, he explains that he has found that age and youth are caused by different chemicals in the body. I know quite a few chemicals have aged me. <laughs> one, of the, Thus, one of them is a potato derivative. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, with age gas, I can make this guinea pig much older, while the youth gas makes it much younger. Wow, who would have known that gas would be a way to take years off your life or add years to your life? If that were true, I'd be an infant. <laughs> Do you think these gases would work on people, too? Ephraim says. They would. But even uh, but if you make a man ten years younger with my youth gas, he'd forget all he'd learned in those years. Few people would want that price. Why will they forget everything they've learned? Ah, uh, I don't know. It's so silly. And why is it that if you age forward ten years, you, you remember everything? Right. Up to that time. Right. I mean, not you know, it's just a relative... It's silly. I'm assuming perhaps that the that the reverse aging process would do some damage to your brain and therefore not allow you to have those synapses that have been built up in building those memories. Of course, we know so much more about the brain now than we did back in certainly, 1957. Certainly. 55. 
Uh, or four. I'm not quite sure. Later, Dr. Ephraim Vare, that's in quotation marks, yeah. resumes his real identity of Wilton Winders, notorious and ruthless ex-scientist. When I read it first, I thought it said Wilton Withers, which I got very excited about. Withers. Withers. Wilton Withers. Did... Now, why is he... A, couldn't he still be a scientist? Why is he an ex-scientist? Perhaps he was drubbed out of the scientist community. <laughs> For his evil For his criminality? Right, perhaps. Well, he can still be... I mean, we have plenty of examples of bad scientists doing crime, but they're still scientists. Oh, sure. They used to work for Trump. Oh, burn. Um, so he explains that, yes, I could make myself younger with this gas, but then I would forget all of my criminality that I've learned in those years. Right. But I have another reason for stealing these gases, as you will soon see. Beetles. Beetles. His henchman's name is Beatles. Meanwhile, in stately Wayne Manor... Do you think his name is Bertram Beatles? Oh, could be. Mm. That reminds me of uh, Bertram... Oh, dang, what's his name? The Bug-Eyed Bandit. Bertram Larvan. Maybe this is the Bug-Eyed Bandit before he turned to an independent life of crime. And his nickname's Beatles because he likes bugs. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm a genius. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, look up at the sky, Bruce. It's the bat signal. Now, I don't understand how the bat signal can be seen during the day. Against it's what? not day. It's night. Well, it will be in another, in another issue. Oh. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that Batman and Robin do not actively pursue crime, but rather they just lay around the mansion until the bat signal <laughs> They have lives. The sky. They have the ultimate work-life balance. I don't think either one of them works. The Bruce, Wayne, Bruce is, Wayne has to run his enterprises. Well, this is before the time when he had an enterprise. This is before the Wayne Foundation. Oh, okay. So he's uh, literally just sitting around the mansion. We see later he's got a big society golf contest. To, what do they call golf things? Matches? Tournament. Tournament, that's it. A big charity golf tournament. Yeah. Um, hastily, the two shed their everyday garments right there in front of each other. Mm. Uh, and don the costumes of Batman and Robin, masked defenders of law and order. Well, poor Dr. Marston is in a coma. He's been robbed. The gases are gone. And he won't poor recover guy. consciousness for days. I'm sure it's awful being in a coma, but I'd, I'd welcome a coma to get some break from emails. Uh-huh. Well, of course, they didn't have email at this time either. <gasps> it's true. Only pneumatic mail tubes. Pneumatic mail tubes. Mm-hmm. Um. So they find the calling card, however, of Professor Ephraim Vare and get ready for some crack detective work. (laughs) (laughs) There was no Professor Vare listed in the phone book, Robin announces. As we know, they only come out once a year. So he must have been a fake. Our only hope, we continue... Is to go to all the printing shops in Gotham City. One of them must have printed up those phony calling cards. Because, of course, this is the time before people had personal computers right. and home printing devices. So they didn't, it wasn't normal for someone to print their own cards. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what also is not normal? What? For a random print shop to remember every order they've done uh, in the history of time. Now, I've worked with print shops. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty... I mean, they do get to know their clients. Right. They do. They were regular clients. Regular clients, yes. yes. 
but there's nothing regular about Wilton Twithers. <laughs> but sure enough, before long, in a small downtown printing office, Yes, I printed those cards this morning. Professor Fair was a big guy, middle-aged, brown hair and a mustache. That description fits Wilton Winders, the criminal ex-scientist. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, it also fits every other man in Gotham City. We've got to nab him fast before he can use those cards. Or use gases. Gases. gases yeah. um, now, continuing on with the crack detective skills, mm-hmm. Batman spots one of Winders' shady friends strolling down the street. Batman has a, a very good memory for faces. Uh-huh, yes. Um, so he concocts a plan. So Batman strolls across the street to question, I'm assuming this is Beatles, um, who claims not to know where Wilton Winders is. <laughs> if you want to find him, find him yourself. Now, Batman's plan involves <laughs> this criminal immediately going to the nearest payphone to call Winders and tell him that Batman's looking for him. They must have known. You know, I mean, there was a lot of planning that went into this, Bob. Yeah. Because, look, Robin's got that giant telescope set up on the corner that he can peer into the shop. Oh, no. Just... This isn't... Robin didn't set up the telescope. This is a public telescope. <gasps> oh, for... for seeing the stars. I thought Robin set up the telescope next to a sign, and I saw the stars as Hollywood home tours. Oh. <laughs> Well, you put a lot more thought into that than this. It was before I fell asleep. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so Robbins <laughs> has commandeered the public telescope, which there's no better place um, to see the stars than the middle of a city Come full on. of electric lights. <laughs> <laughs> really? At street level. Of That's course. where you want to be when you right. want to look at the stars. So using the telescope, Robin peers into the phone booth and jots down the number that Beatles is dialing. Mm-hmm. Um, within minutes, they trace the number to the top of a high-rise. Yes, that, before cell phones, we could do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robin says, well, now we know where he is. Let's just march right in the front door. Oh, not, not so fast. So um, fast, impetuous youth. Mm-hmm. Um, you forget he was warned about us and probably has the door guarded. Our best bet is to swing in through the skylight from the next highest roof. I guess if you live on top of an apartment building, you would want to have a skylight. Yeah. I mean, that's the one of the benefits of living on top of the building. Didn't <clears throat> access all to the light. Well, don't all those old-timey buildings have, like, rooftop greenhouses and stuff? That's how... People always sneak into places in the movies. Sure. All of them have it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Every single building built before, let's say, 1971. Sure. Um, In they drop, and Wilton Withers goes for the (laughs) aging gas. He's going to make Batman into an old man. Mm -hmm. But because Robin is charging ahead without thinking, he gets a face full of the aging gas. While Batman grabs the tank... And gets a face full of youth gas. And they both pass out. They both pass out. And Withers and Beatles make their escape. And Vamoose. When Batman and Robin come to... <gasps> Vamoose is slang for Vamanos. Yes. Well, it's not slang. It's a... No, it's, 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 it's a derivative. It's, I, mean, it's, I mean, not slang. You don't say it like that. Vamoose. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's, it's, I didn't know, did you know it was, a, it was a play on, on Vamanos, Let's Go? Sure, it's old cowboy talk huh. from the 
Southwest, it's also cultural appropriation, and it's not right. <laughs> Why, my costume seems too tight and small, Robin says. <laughs> oh, sorry, wait. Why, my costume seems too tight and small, and Batman, what's happened to you? Robin's beefed up a little bit. Not only is he aged, he's also put on a little bit of weight. <laughs> well, that happens as people age, Robin. Oh, Can you imagine just waking up? Say you're 13 years old, mm-hmm. and you just wake up and your puberty's done. You're, you're a grown person. Yeah. Like, wowee, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I'd rather wake up and be 10 years younger. And have, having forgotten everything you've learned in the past 10 years? Well, no, that's, that's unfortunate. It would be best if you could remember everything that you've done for the past 10 years, and then you could sort of you know redo any sort of mistakes that you had or do some of the things better. Mm-hmm. Or invest in stock that you know right. is going um, So Batman can't, if he's now prepubescent, mm-hmm. how old do you suppose he was when he took the face full of gas? 23? 20, he couldn't be more than 24, right? I guess. Yeah, Interesting. Right. Interesting. I always thought Bruce Wayne was older than that. Well, I think most people did assume that, yes. Mm-hmm. But then that... Takes the story away because then he'd be an adult. When there are a lot of licenses that the writers have taken with this story. Yes, this story was written by. Let me check my notes. Bill Finger, who was uh, the co-creator of Batman. Yeah, he didn't receive credit for that for a very long time hmm. because uh, Bob Kane, who is the name you will see on the masthead as creator of Batman. He sold the rights to Batman to DC Comics okay. in exchange for having his name be the only name ever. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, but Bill Finger was very influential, specifically designing Batman's costume as we know it today. Bob Kane had designed a costume that was red. Oh. Uh, oh. With no bat ears, just like a mask, just like Robin's. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. That wouldn't have worked out very well. So I like the little reflection they see of themselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman is now Bat-Boy, basically. Yes. And then Robin, in the reflection, has a serious receding hairline. <laughs> but that's not what we actually see. Right. Um, and Batman realizes he can't remember all the things he's learned since he was a boy. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, uh, Batman was a very precocious boy. Was he? Well, after his parents were killed in front of him, he dedicated his life to pursuing knowledge of crime and criminals. Mm-hmm. So I dare say even teenage Batman would have been a threat. Sure. But uh, not this idiot mm-hmm. that we have before us now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they realize they need to find winders and get the gas, make them back to normal. But first, we'll return to the Batcave. We'll fix our costumes while I brief you on things you've forgotten. (laughs) Swell! Let's go! Um, They search for clues around the apartment before they leave, and they find some newspapers with articles cut out. Right. They're going to take them along to do some crack detective work. That with them. Batman's itchy for action. Bat boy, I should say. Yeah. Why don't we just hunt him down and grab him? Well... Now that Robin's older, he's got the wisdom of age. He's, he's, like, he's like a boy now. He's impulsive and reckless, as I once was. I've got to restrain him in the way that he used to restrain me. 
Oh, unfortunate wording. Um, So they discover what articles were cut out. The articles were about John Conklin, automobile magnate, and Victor Verne, the veteran veteran movie movie star, star. and other rich men, all aging men. Mm. Yes, Wilton Withers' plan is to sell these gases to aging millionaires Mm -hmm. so that they can become young again. Mm -hmm. He's just not going to tell them the part about forgetting everything they know. No. He wouldn't be able to sell it to people if he did that. No. I like this little little sequence that's going to happen next. Yes. So Wilton Winders has already begun to cash in on his fantastic power. He heads to the uh, Conklin Automobile Works Mm -hmm. and offers to make Mr. Conklin... Young again, he demonstrates on Conklin's dog. Turning his old, mature dog into a puppy. We, now, I wouldn't mind that if no, we could just either. turn our dogs into puppies over and over again. That'd be awesome. Sure enough, he applies the gas to Mr. Conklin, and Mr. Conklin becomes young. And then realizes after Winders leaves that he's forgotten everything he learned. Yeah, he has to fake his way through his business management now. Um now, Conklin has been de-aged 20 years. Imagine all the things you've learned oh, in 20 years. Oh, I missed that. Where did yeah. you see that? Right at the bottom of the page there. Oh, um, where he's tried to fake his way through uh, running the business. Okay. I, I wonder how much really hands-on work this guy does. Well, if, you, if he was, you know, the senior executive of this automobile industry... He probably has the kind of knowledge, like maybe not necessarily how to put a car together from scratch, but certainly understands, you know, all the relationships that he has and the duties and responsibilities of the people that, that work for him and probably has relationships with uh, legislators and other businesses and suppliers and such. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. I guess you're okay, right. Okay, I guess I should just say, yeah. <laughs> I would just start talking about high finance. I, just, <laughs> I have no idea how mm-hmm. any of that works. Okay. So, by the time that Robin and Batman are, I've noticed that it's Robin and Batman. Yes, yes, because now Robin's in charge. Well, when they when they broke into the skylight, uh, they said, it's Robin and Batman. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the they arrive at the auto works and the guard assumes that it's they've just changed costumes. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to go back and... St- Robin had to make a new costume, right? Because he's bursting out of his other one, yeah. Why didn't he put long pants on? I don't know. I guess nobody would know it was him then. He missed an opportunity, didn't he? Yes, he sure did. Um, Or why didn't he just put on Batman's costume and then they could really just pretend that it was... That each was the person. Anyway, Conklin's wandered off because he's an idiot young person now and he wanders into the uh i don't know what you would call this building well it, it would be where they i mean they don't actually paint cars uh and bake them all like this you know they don't they don't do that all in one step but we are supposed to assume he's going into the building where they apply the paint and dry it under heat lamps Right, so the car goes onto a conveyor belt. Giant heat lamps come on to dry the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conklin's wandered in there, not knowing the risk of standing under blazing hot heat lamps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just as Robin fears, 
the heat lamps come on. Conklin's trapped inside. He can't see. He's nearly delirious from the heat. It's too hot for Batman and Robin to get in there and rescue him. Mm-hmm. So they turn the conveyor belt onto high speed. Right. You see, young Batman wants to just rush right in. Right, right, right. Yeah. You can't do it. You yeah. die. Uh, but you can get in one of these cars, turn the conveyor belt onto high speed. Ride zip the car. Past. And, mm-hmm. Pick him up as you go by. Yep. That's clever. Yeah. I'll give him that. It works. Mm-hmm. He's revived. Later, the revived magnet bitterly regrets his bargain. He realizes that he almost died because he forgot uh, about heat lamps. Yeah. He wants his age and his memories back again. Right. I suppose he want to have his dog restored to its old age. I wouldn't. No. Um, so Robin tells him, don't worry, we're going to find him and track it down and get you back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman Jr., Heads off to warn Vincent Verne, the movie actor. Right. They decide to split up because they yes. need to, they need to cover all the bases. By the way, um, Robin, did you already see Robin um, contacts the commissioner? No. Okay. To get a citywide warning out. Yes. Robin uh, contacts the commissioner who's going to warn the city not to t- accept any gases from strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Odd, Commissioner Gordon says. Robin's mm. voice was so deep, almost like a man's voice. Yet he spoke just the way Robin does. I don't understand. Maybe his voice changed, Commissioner. It happens. So Robin has traversed the city, warning all of the other intended victims, and heads off to meet Batman at the huge outdoor movie set Coliseum. Right. Right in the middle of Gotham City. Which makes sense around this time. They were, they were making those giant movies, you know. Like, yes, um, I believe Ben-Hur was Ben-Hur. Uh, made in 1955, mm-hmm. so it's perfect timing. Yeah. Mr. Verne is in his dressing tent getting ready for the big chariot race <laughs> scene. And it turns out that Winders is already there. Mm-hmm. I can make you years younger for $100,000. You can remain a big star for another 20 years. Uh, in bursts Batman, Batboy. And Winders tries to escape out the back with his aging gases. He needs to create a distraction. Right. So the chariot drivers are warming up their horses, mm-hmm. but they're having a hard time holding their horses back. And they'll have an even harder time if I make them old men. Ha ha ha! These poor, poor actors. Yes. These are probably just, you know, stuntmen, right? Uh, if they're driving chariots, yeah. 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 So uh, Batman takes off after Winders, uh, but Robin has to stop him because the horses now are stampeding because the old men can't hold them back. Mm-hmm. Robin has the clever idea to turn on the giant wind turbines, right. which all movies use to create wind effects. Of course. And uh, stirs up some dust and the blinds the horses and all is well. Saves all the people standing around on the set and whatever. However... Winders got away. Mm-hmm. But guess who didn't get away? Beatles. Uh, Beatles, yep. Luckily, Robin has a full Ben Nye makeup kit in his <laughs> I love utility belt. Ben Nye. <laughs> Listeners, for those of you who don't know what, what, what Ben Nye makeup kits is, it's it's basically the sort of industry standard for um, a manufacturer of theatrical makeup that has more pigment in it, more more solids in it, 
that allow you to shade and make up your face in a way that reads very well on the stage. Yes. It's not your average everyday makeup that women would use. <clears throat> it's grease paint. It's pretty thick stuff. Um, we each have our own kit. We sure do. Uh, which they don't use it anymore. But no. <laughs> um, I got my makeup kit as a Christmas gift one year. Mm-hmm. And my sister bought up all the makeup and assembled it into a theatrical kit mm-hmm. <clears throat> and presented it in a tackle box. Which is very common for a, a, a thing to carry your makeup in. Yes. But my father, who did not trod the boards in his youth, <laughs> saw me unwrap a tackle box on Christmas morning, and he was so excited, thinking that I was going My to boy be is going to start fishing. Nope. Nope. Surprise, Dad. It's makeup, Daddy. <laughs> I'm a winter. <laughs> um, ah. So Robin quickly applies some makeup to Beatles to make him look old. And then when Beatles wakes up, they tell him that he's been aged by Winders. He's been double-crossed. Right. But uh, if we can capture him, we'll make you normal again. You just have to tell us where he is. So Beatle is absolutely terrified when when he babbles everything he knows. Yep. Uh, he said we'd clean up fast and leave Gotham City on today's Northern Express train. Right. So, uh... Is com- that the commissioner? Who's talking to Robin? Yeah, that's Commissioner Gordon. Okay. He uh, gets caught up to speed by Robin, who tells Commissioner that we have to run Winders down, so we're going to chase him across town to the train station. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Winders... Uh, well, Commissioner Gordon puts out an APB. Mm-hmm. That's an all-points bulletin, Rob. And Winders is on the lam. Yeah. Uh, he's got these tanks of gas with him, so which he's freely using to, like, de-age and age policemen that I, are trying I, to apprehend That's a really him. silly thing for him to do. I mean, I understand that he's doing it to, to slow down these different police officers and disorient them, but that's a very expensive gas. Yeah. It, it represents quite a bit of investment. And only those two canisters. He's got a limited supply. Sure does. Um, he spots Batman and Robin mm-hmm. traversing the city looking for him. So he hits on the clever idea that he's going to age himself with the gas. So that change he will his be, appearance. Change his appearance. He will be unrecognizable. And he can freely stroll down to the train station. Right. But Batman and Robin... <laughs> Have not forgotten an important fact, which is not true, is it? That your ears never change that's as not you true. age. No, your ears. No, well, they, they say, look, um, "Look, that's Winders. You can tell a man at any age by his ears." That's strange because they actually do grow. Your your ears and your nose continue to grow as you get older. Yes. Yeah. And look, it's the cartilage. Wildly different. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Well, this is like one of those Encyclopedia Brown stories where the whole story revolves around some esoteric nugget of knowledge. And look at the um, the scale up in the upper left, uh, upper right hand corner of that um, the train station. Oh, the scale where Batman and Robin are giant, and so is Winders. As is Winders compared to all the other people? Yeah, like literally, like fourteen feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
This is uh, a depiction, I imagine, of Grand Central Station in mm-hmm. New York mm-hmm. with the little clock thing in the middle of it. Yeah, I've been there. So have I, mm-hmm. many times, mm-hmm. when we were performing in our theatrical productions. <laughs> it's true. In our grease paint When makeup. we go up to New York for auditions sure. and whatnot. Um, if only we had that de-aging gas now. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be great? Well, I wouldn't want to forget the last 10 years. Well, no. no. Also, there's no live theater happening anywhere, so... Right. Be a wasted trip. Absolutely. Um, ha ha, Winders is too old to run from them. <laughs> he missed his train, and he's captured. Yeah. And everything works out. All the victims have been put back to their right ages. You know how when you're dreaming and you um, and you can't run as quickly as you as you normally do in real life? Yes. That must be like what, what Winders is ex- experiencing. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Um. Also, when you try to fly, and all you could do is just like hop Hover. and float oh, for a few seconds, worst. that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I'd be an awful superhero if that's all I could do. Mm-hmm. Stop! I'm going to float you to jail. <laughs> you have the best dreams. I so look forward to hearing about your dreams. Thank you. <laughs> I really do. They're delightful. They're so involved and exhausting. They are. Sometimes You're- I wake up more tired than I was when I went to bed. <laughs> You're always fighting things. Um, People, things. Creatures. <laughs> well, it's a good thing they're back to normal because school begins tomorrow and I was oh. afraid Batman would have to go instead of Robin. Womp, womp. Uh-huh. I bet they had a good laugh about they that sure on their way back did. to the mansion to relax until the next bat signal appears in the sky. <laughs> Don't go away because we got another story coming up. Right after this song. There goes Robin. Where, where? Here and there and everywhere. If he isn't chasing crooks or helping solve a crime, or rescuing the Batman in the nick of time, or climbing up a Pugilist, mechanic, wizard, and scientist. He's kind, he's good, he's brave, he's wise. And he's ten times stronger than ten his size. There goes Robin. Where, where? On land and sea and in the air. Isn't any wonder they call him the boy wonder? You mentioned the artwork earlier. Yes. In a derogatory manner. Yes. Well, this art on all three of these stories is by Sheldon Moldoff, who uh, I th- I will argue is not this bad of an artist. <laughs> He's deliberately imitating the style of Bob Kane. Oh, because okay. as you recall, Bob Kane ordered that his name be the only one in the credits. Oh, okay. Uh, so and this, sh- this is drawn by Sheldon Moldoff. Drawn by Sheldon Moldoff. In the style of Bob oh, Kane. Okay. Uh, and in fact, Sheldon Maltoff was a, a ghost artist on Batman throughout the 50s. 
and was ordered by Bob Kane never to tell anyone. Really? Yeah. He could do that. Apparently. Wow. So, I mean, you know, do what you got to do for a paycheck. I guess. Yeah, I don't like how Robin's drawn on the splash page of the Rainbow Batman um, <clears throat> issue. It looks like he's, it looks like a visitor. Uh, Sheldon Maldoff did uh, early work on The Hawkman mm-hmm. in the 1930s and 40s. It's really beautiful. It's uh, like Prince Valiant, okay. Hal Foster sure. style. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. So this is not, I don't think, indicative of his talent. It's not lovely at all. No, but he's uh, feeding his family. Yeah, That's there's nothing wrong with that. All we can hope of for. Of course, yeah. Hey, Rob. Yeah? When a dark-caped figure flashes through Gotham City, its cry always goes up, It's Batman! Yes, the familiar costume of the Batman is known to everyone, but now, after all these years, the great lawman changes his uniform time and again from one color to another, causing a whole city to wonder which garb the next will next be worn by... The, the Rainbow, Rainbow Batman. Batman. Um, I've recently discovered that there is a set of action figures of the Rainbow Batman. From this one story? Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, it isn't. Okay. I ordered it on eBay already. Hope you don't did mind. Did you really? No. Oh. Although you did order a, an action figure. Listen, let me tell you something, listener, about Sideshow Collectibles. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and this story is going to end up very differently than what you think. I ordered a beautiful one-sixth scale figure of Superman. Um, Not the Christopher Reeve version, just a comics faithful figure of Superman. It's beautiful. It comes with a bottle city of Candor Mm -hmm. and a Starro face mask and a briefcase full of kryptonite. It arrived, and I excitedly opened it and started to pose my new action figure. And the right arm... When I tried to bend the elbow, it just snapped. Right. Clean off. What clean off? Um, And as you may know, these uh, figures are carefully constructed, and I imagine that these figures are just sewn into the costume. So there's no way to, like, roll up the sleeve and see what's going on, glue it back together. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I wrote to Sideshow Collectibles. And hadn't sent a picture of what happened. And they're so kind, they're just going to send me another one. I don't have to send the other one back or anything. Can you believe that? No. Now you're going to have a new one. Yes. And another one with a broken arm. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm going to gift the broken one to someone, though, however. Will you tell them the arm is broken? Oh, yes. Okay. I'm gifting them the bottle city of Candor and the briefcase of Kryptonite. Okay. And then the Gimp Superman just comes in for free. Gimp. One morning, as Dick Grayson, secretly Robin the Boy Wonder, strolls along a busy thoroughfare... Help thieves! They're getting away! Uh, There's a robbery in progress. Mm -hmm. He tries to find some place to switch to Robin, because as you know, he always wears his costume under his street clothes. Right, but while he's trying to find this place to switch, a car comes barreling down the street and this little girl in the way, and he pulls her out of the way and smashes his left elbow on a lamppost pretty badly. Yeah. Mm Uh, I cracked my elbow against this lamppost. Uh, luckily, there's a doctor there on the street mm-hmm. who ascertains that the arm's not broken, but you'll be unable to use it for a week or so. Right. That's I did important. that. I did that once. You did? I banged my elbow and it didn't break, but I had a, uh, what they call it? A blood blister. Oh. But I had to wear a sling. It must have been, bef- it was before we met. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so 
gee, that's too bad. I can't use my left arm to fight crime, he thinks inside his head. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he overhears the police detectives interviewing the victim of the crime. and mm-hmm. turns out the criminals had stolen... A new portable TV camera. One of the use, one of the ones used for broadcasting special events. And so Robin thinks, I saw their faces and yeah. I could detect them. I could identify them. Yeah. I must get home and tell Batman. Reminds me of that old gospel song. Which one? I must tell Batman <laughs> all of my <laughs> trials. <laughs> Uh, so Robin races home, right? Reports that he did see the um, criminals' right. faces; he can identify them. Right. But at the same time, there's a news report: the thieves who stole a valuable camera would have run down a child, but for a youthful hero, Dick Grayson. He lost the use of his left arm temporarily, but saved a life. I thought Batman, or rather Bruce Wayne, was going to scold Dick Grayson for being careless and injuring his arm. Well, I, I think this. he'd be rather more excited that a little girl was saved. Yes, but I thought he would somehow find a way to school them, too. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not disappointed that he didn't, but, sure, I, th- sure. but I figured this is like, you know, 1950-something. I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. I, was. I thought, yeah, for he'd, sure, he'd, that's he'd, coming. He'd get a spanking. Oh, God. Um, but why should anyone steal a portable TV camera? Right. They'd have no use for it. They couldn't sell it. There must be some other motive. Right, so then, you know, Robin says, maybe I can spot one of the crooks in our crime file. Right. Which I thought they were going to go down and look at a computer. No. Oh, no. Card catalog no. file, my friend. That's right. They didn't have computers then. Not in the 50s, man. Um, like I can only see one motive for stealing the camera, Batman says, as preparation for some big crime to be staged where TV crews will be working. I, I don't have a problem with that deduction. No. Yeah. That's good detective work. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would have thought, you know, yeah, something like a way to use the camera to film something for the purpose of promoting something that someone's doing that is nefarious. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Batman vows to watch... Did you say vowels? Vowels <laughs> to watch every big event covered by television. Okay. And Robin, you can identify the crooks if they turn up. Right. Now... Batman relays a plan to Robin, which we are not clued in on yet. Right. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, and Robin says, you've never done anything like that before. <laughs> in this case, it's necessary. We'll have to work fast because tomorrow is when the big official welcome to the King of Zoronia takes place and TV men will be there. So the next day at the scene of the big ticker tape... Uh, Scene of the big ticker tape reception. Look, there's Batman and Robin, but what's happening to Batman? What's happened to him? I've never seen him looking like that before. What does he look like, Bob? Well, listener, he's changed his costume color to red. Entirely red. It is awesome. He should leave it like that. Um, So, Batman's going off to check the TV cameraman. In a neighboring car, mm-hmm. while Robin, you stay here and watch every face in the crowd for the crooks you saw. <laughs> that's yeah, that scans. Uh, so Batman jumps into the other car, checks out the camera. It's fine. It checks out. Robin reports that the thieves aren't anywhere in the crowd, mm-hmm. and all that the TV cameramen all have proper credentials. Right. So this is not where they plan to strike. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, the citizenry of Gotham City are perplexed. 
Why would Batman all of a sudden wear a red costume? He must have some reason, but I can't figure it. And later that day, when a familiar oh, image flashes in the are. sky. There we go. So it's the bat signal against a cloudless daytime sky. How is that possible? Well, you say cloudless, but as everyone knows, uh, Gotham City is a classic 19th century steel town. And so there's, there's always, gonna be always sort of... soot and smoke in the air. Okay. So someone says, that's the bat signal. Police headquarters is calling Batman. I just made Wonder. that up. I don't think uh, yeah. Gotham was a and the steel town. One says, wonder if he'll wear that red costume again. Uh, no, lady. He's not going to wear the red costume again because this time he's wearing a pale blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman's driving down the street in a light blue costume now. <laughs> Soon, police and fire officials face a terrible danger. An explosive a, a truck full of explosives, helpfully labeled explosives oh, across the outside. Interesting. Yeah, that explosives trucks. Blah, 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 gosh, I don't know why. That explosives truck is a fire. Yes. A fire. Yes. Yes, we don't often see things described as a, a fire. fire. No. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it. I've heard that word used to describe wildflower blossoms. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know the co- a, fire. a fire with color. With color, right. Yeah. Um. Only one way to handle this, Robin. I'll stop the burning truck. You cover me with the Batmobile. Okay. Now, remember that Robin doesn't have the use of his left arm. Correct. How is he driving? He's got both hands on the steering wheel. Well, he isn't paralyzed. Right, but he's not supposed <laughs> to use his left arm. <clears throat> right. What if he has to turn a tight corner or something? Mm, he can have or to peel out. His, who knows? <clears throat> Excuse me, hold on a second. <clears throat> Certainly. Thank you. Uh, Batman hops into the burning truck and drives it towards the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is the I know the engine's on fire. Would the engine still be working? Well, it doesn't matter because the truck's on a hill. Right, but to get it going at first, one would yeah. have to rely on the momentum True. of gravity, which would make him slow, which would be right. very dangerous. So. I don't have an answer for mm-hmm. you. Maybe the firemen just... Pushed it with their hoses. Who knows? So as the um, Batmobile roars alongside, Batman takes the the, the truck down down the embankment into mm-hmm. the river, drives mm-hmm. the explosive, a flaming a, fl- a fire truck into <laughs> flaming a fire fire explosive truck into the river, and hops out in the nick of time into the Batmobile. Good. Uh, Later, as the newspapermen throng around the new Batman, Batman, can you tell us why you switched your, uh, to a red costume and now the light blue one? Yes, you've never done anything yet without a reason. Why these colored costumes? It could be I'm just tired of the same colored costume, you know. But I'm not giving my reasons yet. I'm certain there's some big story behind these colored costumes, but I can't figure it out. Presently in the Batcave. I'm just astonished that Batman's fashion choices are causing so much sensation among the Gotham press. Well, you know, he's kind of a big deal, Bob. Uh, anyway, Robin didn't see the camera thieves in that crowd of reporters. Yeah. But, you know, Batman says, hey, this is not a waste of time. We, you know, we, it was a good thing. We saved the burning truck. And um, yeah, I'm sure it would, uh, I'm, yet I'm sure they wouldn't steal such a camera except to prepare 
for a big crime. Right. We'll keep covering every big event that the TV crews cover. Yes. Uh, next day, or who it could be several days later, big crowds gathered at the airport to greet Marion Marley, the famous movie star. <laughs> and here come Batman and Robin. What kind of costume do you suppose he's wearing this time? Well, it's a dazzler, Rob. It's a dazzler. It's a gold-colored costume. My, my, my. Trouble is, everyone's watching Batman instead of Marion Marley, and she's not having it. Mm-mm. You wore that costume deliberately so everyone would look at you and not me. I'm sorry, Miss Marley. I didn't mean to spoil your welcome. She seems terrible. <laughs> I bet she's difficult to work with. And when the crowd disperses... Batman wearing those costumes just to attract attention? I can't believe it! Neither can I. He must have some more important purpose. So, uh, yet, that very same day, as Batman and Robin scout a big jewel and fashion show, that must be why Marion Marley is on oh, you in town. Oh, you've that together nicely, haven't you? We merely want to protect the valuable gems you're showing here, says Batman, who's now wearing an orange costume. And the man re- replies, but everyone is now watching a brilliant orange costume. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to protect the jewels. No, no, thank you. Please leave. Um, Robin reports that none of the thieves were there mm-hmm. either, even though there were cameramen mm-hmm. all over the place. Right, so uh, we've got to keep right on watching every event till you spot those robbers. At the next event, a crowded ship launching. Have I want to say, yes, I've been to a ship launching. As a matter of fact. Is it this exciting and crowded? Uh, it was back then. It, 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 yes, it, it's a pretty exciting event. Um, the Secretary of Labor, um, who was um, the devil's wife, Mitch McConnell's wife. Elaine Chow? Yeah, she uh, actually, um, the ship that I worked on, she came and broke a champagne bottle on the ship. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they really do that in real life? They really do, yeah. Wow. It's a tradition. Yeah. Um, here they come, Batman and Robin, and look at that costume. It's green. Mm-hmm. Um, the ship is christened and starts to slide down. Right. I don't understand what's going on here. I don't understand what the crisis actually is. Because here's how it's explained, right? Right. They christen the ship. Yep. Um in his latest eye-catching guard, Batman reaches the launching point and says, okay, it's, I christened the Gigantic, right? It's a yes. stupid name for a ship, but oh, well, there's other ships named Gigantic in the... Um, aren't there... Isn't there like a Gigantic or something? Well, the, famously the Titanic. Well, no, there's another sort of... It doesn't matter. I'm sorry. So the ship's starting to slide down the ways. Okay, that should happen. Yeah. Right? That cable below danger, I have to ask... I have to act fast. What's the cable going to do? Maybe it's going to stop the ship from sliding concealed down. Concealed by litter until now, as the ship slides down, it'll pull down the whole platform. Oh, I see. Yeah, as okay. it'll pull so down the, the cable. There was a cable then... that was attached to the ship. That, yeah, that was uh, uh, was you weren't they weren't able to discern that before, and therefore, if it were not to be cut away, it could pull down the whole platform and possibly. Right. Kill, kill everyone, people. yes. Well, Batman takes care of that because a clumsy workman left an axe laying around. Well, Probably the same workman that tied left. up a ship to a wooden pole holding up the entire platform. <laughs> um, who would do such a thing, Batman, in green? We'll try to find that out next, yeah, he says. We yeah. will find out next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. Again, um, I checked every person here today and I didn't see any of the thieves were out. Yeah, thanks, Robin. Yeah. Um, 
Well, Robin's doing his work. Yes. Yeah. They, you know, they're doing their jobs. They are planning now to cover the big sharpshooting contest in Gotham Stadium tomorrow. But Stupid. suppose they strike Stupid. it there. We, we've seen a lot of things. We've seen the arrival of a Hollywood actress. Uh-huh. We've seen the launching of a ship. Uh-huh. We've seen a ticker tape parade for the yep. king of Zoronia. Zoronia or whatever. Yep. You know, sharpshooting contest. Yes. Yeah. With all the greatest marksmen in the world competing in front of the television cameras. And 25 really excited onlookers, I'm sure. Yes. About. No, look, there's a whole stadium full yeah. in the background there. Like fake news. <laughs> Batman arrives. <laughs> In a glittering all-white costume. With a target. With a target on the, his chest and his back as well. Wow. Um, Robin sees no sign of the thieves. Um, suddenly, a bullet comes from a window of a high-rise <laughs> adjoining the park. Just like Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, Batman is hit. The bullet knocks him over, but don't worry, he's not hurt, folks, because he's wearing a steel vest under his costume. By the way, I'm aware that this is printed, written and printed way before the Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yes, yes, obviously. Um, Batman and Robin head off to try to nab the man who fired the shot. Um, Batman explains that's why he wore the target costume, because anyone trying to shoot at him would aim at the bullseye and his protective armor is underneath that, but it shows that these gangsters will stop at nothing. Right. They did have time to escape, but this attempt on Batman's life proves that Batman and Robert are getting close to whatever big job they plan. But here's the thing. Yeah. The gangsters with the plot that we're about to, that's about to come to its conclusion Yes. In the next few pages. Yes. No, none of the gangsters confesses that they actually shot at Batman. Right. So maybe it was just a rando just right. shooting there from the sharpshooter Isn't that competition. Weird? Did you know that when you read it? No, I didn't. I, even I read it think and I just thought, I thought now. Well, wait a second, wait a second. Why would anyone shoot at Batman? Batman hasn't been the target of these Gangsters. As a matter of fact, none of the gangsters have been at any of the events that they've been at. Right. Yeah. Just a little interesting side note. Next day, at the fabulous Monies of the World <laughs> exhibition, <laughs> there'll be a big crowd when we open today. It's the biggest money exhibit ever put on. Mm-hmm. And probably the only one. Uh, apparently, there's a $1 million cash either as part of the exhibit or uh, some kind of a giveaway. I wonder what a million dollars is. Oh, it is an exhibit. That's the display case. Everyone wants to see all that money in actual cash, and with all these guards, it'll be safe. No, it won't. Oh, but especially since Batman and Robin will be here when we open. Wonder what colored costume Batman will wear this time. To that question, it's more than one answer. How about all colors? A rainbow costume. Yes, it's Batman in vertical stripes of the rainbow. Wow. Can you name all the colors? Roy G. Biff. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, wait, wait, do it again. Do, 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 do. Red, 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 orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. A rainbow costume? I give up. I can't see why on earth he'd wear such a thing. That's a film reference to Mighty Wayne, by the way. Yes. yes. Um, 
A little later, the TV newscasters arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, every one of the cameramen is accredited. There's no sign of the thieves, Robin says. Uh, finally, Robin spots one of them. No doubt about it. He's one of the thieves who stole the camera. Right. He doesn't have the camera, but Batman's going to grab him anyhow. In an instant, Batman becomes a rainbow. <laughs> rainbow dazzling action. I'm going to get you. Yes, whatever you've got in your pocket, pal, that's where it stays. Smack! Oof! <laughs> what was in his pocket? A gas mask. Yeah. Is that all he was reaching for? Great right. Scott! Don't you see it, Robin? That's the answer to the whole mystery. He yells out, Don't turn on your cameras! One of them is booby-trapped! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, that's just because he's wearing the rainbow costume. Right, I, I got it. Yeah. Yes, it turns out that the camera was booby-trapped. It would have flooded the whole museum with tear gas and when it was then, turned on. The and then, with their gas yes. Bunch, yes, would have smashed them. Uh, sna- smashed. Would have snatched the million dollars. One million dollars, in spite of the guards. Oh, I could do a lot with a million dollars, I'll tell you that. Um, Robin spots the other two crooks, and uh, they make quick work of it. Yeah. Batman and Robin do. Yeah. Rainbow Batman and regular Robin. Right. Um, now, Batman, your watchfulness protected us and prevented a crime again, but can you tell us now why you've been wearing all these colored costumes? No, I can't. This is the last one I'll wear, but why I did it must remain a secret. Interesting. Now, back to the Batcave. Remember, we, as readers, don't know why he's been doing it. No. Which I kind of, I really liked that, that we didn't know. Uh, Alfred is waiting for them there. I'm glad you caught the rock. I'm glad you caught the rascals, <laughs> sir. But why did you have to? Wa- I can't do it. Why did you have to wear such gaudy garments? Here's where the plan is explained, and you see, I have problems. I with do it. too. You see, Alfred, Robin had uh, to help me. Just, Robin had to help me find the thieves. Yes, because only he had seen their faces and could identify them. Right, but. But if anyone noticed that as Robin, I couldn't use my left arm, which, by the way, he's been using this whole story, mm-hmm. they might remember the publicity about Dick Grayson's injury and suspect our identities. Exactly. That's why I wore such colorful eye-catching costumes so everyone would look at me and not at Robin. And it worked. No at, one noticed me in my arm. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody noticed me in my arm at these large public events where I could have just been there as Dick Grayson, publicly known to have injured my arm, and could have alerted Batman to the presence of the crooks at could any have. time. Right. The end. <laughs> but now that that's over, I can go back to my regular gaudy costume, not the rainbow-colored one. (laughs) You know, why didn't he just wear a feather in his cap? Right, or uh, like a tutu or something. Or just throw some smoke screen around and have everybody go, oh, Batman, what are you doing? Right, or why didn't he just stay out of sight and let Dick Grayson mingle in the crowd and look for the crooks? Do Do some real detective work. Right. Yes. Anyway, speaking of secret identities, you won't believe what's coming up next. Ho, 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 the Joker's wild, the Joker's wild, the Joker's wild. Cause he's just been foiled again by Batman and his friend. Ho, 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 he's lost his grin, he's madder than an old wet hen. 
can't remember when he won out in the end. Everybody knows Rob, mm-hmm. Batman, famed lawman of Gotham City, and his arch rival, the Joker, the Harlequin of Hate. <laughs> <laughs> So we won't tell you much more than this. Imagine what happens when they trade places, when Batman takes over the Joker's criminal domain while the crime clown starts upholding law and order. That's true. For one of the most sensational stories you ever read, start right now on the Joker Batman. Well, truth be told, this is not one of the most sensational stories I've ever read. Not at all. They say that about all of the stories. It may not interest you to learn, Rob, Mm -hmm. that... According to Mike's Amazing World of Comics website, a fantastic resource for everyone interested in comics, this is the first appearance of the Earth One Joker. Oh! Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Okay. As you recall, Batman, Robin, Superman, Wonder Woman, et al. Live on Earth Two. Well, they first appeared in the 1930s and 40s, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which was also when the Justice Society of America, when they all teamed up together mm-hmm. occasionally, Superman and Batman were but just there's, honorary. There's no members. one listening to this who doesn't know the whole multiple Earths. I'm explaining it to you. You don't know that. Okay. We gained a new listener this week. What? Remember? Okay. Our friend that we talked to yesterday and she never heard our <gasps> podcast, so... Well, yeah. then you need to explain the multiple Earths. Yes. yes. So, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Green Arrow... Mm-hmm. Etc. Mm-hmm. Started appearing in comics in the 1930s and 40s, the golden age of comics. The golden age. Well, superheroes fell out of fashion in the 19, early 1950s. Mm-hmm. And uh, except for the super popular superheroes, namely Superman, Batman, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Mm-hmm. Aquaman and Green Arrow got pulled along just by happy chance because they appeared in anthology titles. Um, but the other superheroes, Flash, Green Lantern, Hawkman, they fell by the wayside. Green Lantern's my favorite. I know. Until 1956, when DC Comics brought back a new version of the Flash, no relation to the previous version, mm-hmm. did the same thing with Green Lantern, Hawkman, the Atom. So you see the problem. Mm-hmm. These superheroes, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, who had been operating since the 1940s with no pause in publication and no change to their characters, all of a sudden, we're to believe that these new versions of superheroes that Superman and Batman had known in the 40s mm-hmm. uh, start appearing and Superman and Batman have no memory of them. Right. So it was decided that the 1940s hero existed on Earth 2. Okay. And the new heroes existed on Earth 1, One. Okay. which meant that there had to be Earth 1 and Earth 2 versions of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, right. etc. Right, right. Along with all their villains. Okay. So, uh, arbitrarily, it was decided that about 1952, 53, that's when the Earth 2, Earth 1 divide begins. Okay. Which is all... To wrap up and say that this is the first appearance of the Earth One Joker. Okay. <clears throat> Arbitrarily. Okay. Come on, you little punk dance. <laughs> <laughs> on the splash page, uh, Batman seemingly has Robin up on a table and he's thrusting a spear at him to make him dance make for the. Dance for Grandma, dance! Uh, one day, 
As Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder prowl through Gotham City in a routine patrol. Well, see, they do go on patrol. Yeah. They don't just wait for the bats. Okay. They come upon the Joker car parked on the side of the street. I don't know how that thing turns corners. I don't know how any of these cars work, mm-hmm. honestly. This is the era when the Batmobile is a long, sleek machine with fins and a giant bat face on the front of it. Mm. And also Joker's car has a giant Joker face on right. the front of it. Uh, even though the Joker has served out his prison term and is now a free man, he bears watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman and Robin go inside, split up, and uh, discover that the Joker is there to steal radium, mm-hmm. which is somewhere in the building. Okay. Batman comes to the rescue, and I'd like to have a few words with you, Joker, outside, if I may. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Batman. I'm not in a very talkative mood today. <laughs> he takes off. Yep. And Batman pursues him into a room with a very large, tall room yep. with all sorts of scientific equipment scattered yes. about. Mm-hmm. And they both happen into the middle of some sort of procedure. Yes. With Dr. Tom Rayburn uh, screaming at them, look out, you fools. Oh, it's too late. So, uh, this machine has two protruding arms of some kind with spheres on the end. Both are shining down beams of light onto the floor, which Batman and Joker have wandered right into the middle of, and they both immediately fall unconscious. And this trope, this is the Freaky Friday trope, where two bodies switch consciousness. consciousness. Yes. Boy, that was a great movie. Barbara Harris and Jodie Foster, mm. Freaky Friday. Mm-hmm. I can see it's a favorite of yours. <laughs> um, so it turns out uh, they were exposed to epsilon rays, which no human has ever been subjected to before. They were considered deadly. Subjected to the smashing force of the epsilon rays. And yet, these men live. It's a modern miracle. These men were barely stunned. They'll be stirring in a moment. Imagine it, hit by the Epsilon rays and nothing happened to either of them. It's kind of a big deal. Or did it? But um, is the learned Dr. Rayburn correct? Is everything the same as before? No. Watch as Batman regains This is the greatest panel in the history of comics. Right. Batman, are you all right? Can I... Ow! You hit me! <laughs> Shut up, you punk kid. Mind your own business. <laughs> Uh, Batman wakes up and starts laughing like a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't get... Dr. Rayburn says, you almost set my beard on fire. There's no fire or match or anything. Just Batman sitting on the floor laughing. Mm-hmm. He takes his batarang and throws it into the air and smashes the ray machine. Mm-mm-mm. And then just, I guess, walks out? With no one going after him, Mm -hmm. laughing uh, like the Joker himself. Mm. Now, the Joker comes to, Mm -hmm. full of concern for Robin. Are you all right? Am I dreaming, Robin thinks? The Joker never showed such concern for me before. Uh, Joker says, well, let's uh, get to headquarters and file a report, Robin. Uh, Robin would ask to speak privately to Dr. Rayburn. Doctor, may I see you alone for a moment, please? Um, 
Dr. Rayburn explains that, yes, what appears to have happened is that the Epsilon rays caused a transfer of personalities. All evidence points to it. (laughs) (laughs) That means that the Batman brain, the Batman soul, and the Batman personality are cloaked within the body of the Joker, and the reverse is equally true. The body of Batman actually contains the man we know as the Joker. Robin rushes off to Commissioner Gordon to explain what's happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm concerned that no one has tried to go after either one of them. They just let them go. Just let them. They're wandering free in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I am concerned, too. Also, I'm concerned that Robin can fly a plane. He's a teenager. Robin has many talents. Uh, limited only by the imagination of the writers. So... Commissioner Gordon learns that another blast of the Epsilon rays will fix everything, Mm -hmm. but Dr. Rayburn has to repair his equipment, and Robin must secure for him a supply of isotopes by scouring atomic labs all over the country. I'm flying to Denver tonight. I guess he could do that, right? I mean, this is sort of, in the 1950s, this is top secret locations and information. Sure, sure, Robin, Robin can just go walk into any nuclear laboratory and and say i need some radioactive uh, material please robin could (laughs) everyone knows robin i guess um unless he's just like flying coach i'm assuming he's taking the bat plane (laughs) yeah i'm assuming he's taking the bat plane (laughs) although these are the days when batman and robin would 100 percent fly coach in their costumes really just hop on oh yeah why why not they don't have jets back then they had propellers right right although i bet the bat plane was was a jet. I believe we see the bat plane here in a moment. <laughs> so, uh, Batman, meanwhile, actually, the Joker in the body of Batman is hanging out in criminal gang hideouts mm-hmm. and speakeasies mm-hmm. and things. It does look like a speakeasy. Yes. Uh, he passes out cigars to everyone in the bar, but it's the Joker. Because, so, remember, mm-hmm. he's always. Out for a gag. They're right. exploding cigars. Ha, ha, ha. Wouldn't it be funny if they were, like, really horrible exploding cigars and the guy's faces are blasted off and they're yeah. dead? Well, that... The, I mean, the Joker these days, that's That's what, exactly what he would have done, yeah. Yeah. But back in the innocent 50s, he's just a prankster. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the actual villain known as the prankster. Oh. Um, so, they... You know, say this is something the Joker would do, but the Joker never had those muscles. This that's Batman, all right. Mm. But he's off his rocker, and now's the time to take advantage of it. Huh. Hey Batman, why don't you show us what's under the mask? So that gives Joker an idea. Mm-hmm. And I mean the Joker is a criminal genius. I'm astonished that he didn't think of this before and already have done it take batman's mask off and find out who who he is right the mask right right so he says criminals if you can gather one million dollars for me i will reveal batman's identity publicly and it's in the newspaper it's in the newspaper because of course the townsfolk don't know that the joker is inhabiting batman's body so they say that batman has gone mad offers to reveal identity for one million dollars Secret investigation by this newspaper uncovers sad but true fact that Batman's shameful offer is genuine. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in downtown Gotham City, 
where uh, I was interested in this banner over the street, vote for Alan Dent, our fair city's next mayor. Alan Dent? Yes. I wonder if he's any relation to former district attorney for Gotham City, Harvey Dent, otherwise known as the criminal Two-Face. Mm-hmm. I um, saw the name Alan Dent, and I, and I wasn't quite sure about that connection. I just, I, I, the, the last name Dent, of course, stood out as, as yes. a significant last name. Uh, help, police, payroll robbers. Those were the days, weren't it? <laughs> right, right. Uh, they've blocked the elevators and stairs. Someone is screaming from an upstairs window. So the Joker, who, a.k.a. Batman, yes. says it looks like that sign is the quickest way up, um, and that bus is the quickest way up to the sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He climbs on top of a bus, grabs the Alan Dent for mayor banner, mm-hmm. swings across, gets up on the, uh, the wire holding the, wire hold mm-hmm. the sign, and... Mm-hmm. And into the payroll office he goes, Mm -hmm. catches the crooks, delivers them to the police, uh, astonishing the crowd outside because now they've seen everything. The Joker on the side of the law, this world gets crazier every day. Right. This world of Earth One, where we now live, (laughs) with no uh, chronological break between living on Earth Two. So we now join Robin, who's going across the continent, gathering up radioactive isotopes. Yeah. He hears all about on the news that Batman Joker mix up. The Joker mm-hmm. has turned lawman and is starting a war against crooks. He mm-hmm. hopes to work closely with Robin. Robin takes time to reminisce on his past uh-huh. and remembers one time when he was with Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Back to happier days when uh, he was preparing for a golf match with his chum, Batman. Yeah. But the bat signal ruins everything. Of course, as it does. Just when socialite Bruce Wayne was going to be trounced by his ward, Dick Grayson. (laughs) And all at once, another vision crowds out the first. Yeah. Uh, A vision of the future where the Joker (laughs) is preparing to play golf with Robin. With comically oversized golf clubs. Comically oversized and misshapen golf clubs. Mm -hmm. Also, Robin fully in a golf costume. With his mask on. With his mask on. Yeah. Well, Batman is in Joker's body, so why would that force Batman to use comically oversized golf clubs? Right, right, right. Robin's got it all mixed up. He does. Maybe he's been um, too close to those radioactive isotopes. Oh, good call. Mm -hmm. Or maybe his brain got switched with somebody. Maybe. With a chimpanzee's brain. Meanwhile... (laughs) Meanwhile... Back in Gotham City, the dazed populace reels before the lightning attacks of the Batman-turned-Joker. This is the social event of the season. Every blue blood in town is here. Do you think that the blue bloods refer to themselves as blue bloods? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, yes. 100%. Yeah. Um, the social event of the season, they're in a small swimming pool <laughs> outside of a very tiny house. But all the blue bloods in town are there. Um. Joker, in the body of Batman, has mm-hmm. discovered the utility belt was full of different chemicals, mm-hmm. one of which can instantly turn water to ice. Yes, a, a pool of water. A pool. Yes. Uh, so he turns it to ice, and <laughs> all the blue bloods are stuck in the ice now. They're frozen solid in the ice. Well, they'll die. They Yes, they will. Um, but at least... Uh, Batman as Joker can take the opportunity to go into the changing room in the cabana and rob all the jewelry and cash that's there. 
Sure. And on another occasion, he swings into an exhibit of the new Janeway pen. And of course, in true Gotham City fashion, they have a giant pen there to demonstrate. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, this story is not written by Bill Finger, but that was a common feature in Bill Finger's stories, the giant props, advertising props, like a giant typewriter, mm-hmm. the typewriter, mm-hmm. museum, not museum, factory. Um, so we're going to see how easily the Janeway pen loads with this giant prop, which Joker Batman takes control of and mm-hmm. shoots ink at all the people there to see the fantastic new Janeway pen. Do you suppose it was exciting like that in the 50s when a new pen debuted? That everyone would gather to see how it operates? I guess. I don't know. Well, you're a pen aficionado. I can't imagine that a lot of people would gather around to see a pen. Unless it was a um, uh, sales uh, event. Right. Right. Anyway, at police headquarters that night, they must redouble their efforts, Commissioner Gordon says. Word has reached me that the underworld has almost raised the million dollars Batman asked for to reveal his identity. That means we've got to clap him in a cell, put him in a straitjacket if necessary to keep from pulling off that mask. Yeah. How is it possible that he would not have already pulled off the mask in a mirror and found out who Batman is? Well, you know, that's something we don't get um, to think about as readers because it's not even revealed to us. Right. Yeah. Well, I do get to think about it because I'm thinking about it right now. I know. Of the three stories we're reading, this is the one that is just like, I just want this one to be over. Right. (laughs) It won't be much longer. Right. I know. It's it's kind of silly. I I really don't like uh, Ray, you know, like... Electronic rays or potions and secret switched identity stories. I think they're stupid. I always really? have. Oh, yeah. Well, remind me to show you one. Okay. You might like. All right. When a whole, the whole Injustice Society switches minds with the Justice League. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Joker with the mind of Batman rolls mm-hmm. up to Wayne Manor, just strolls inside and out of the Batcave. I do like this. And Alfred just lets him do it. The Joker coming here. I've greeted many visitors in my time, but this... I can't imagine. (laughs) Uh, So Joker... It's Batman. This is very confusing to try to explain what's happening here. Um, Tiny Harper, Batman discovers, is the ringleader of the crooks gathering up that million dollars. It's just possible Batman, with the mind of Joker, may be hanging around him waiting. Right. Uh, Batman Joker takes off into the bat plane because there's an electronic signal in the bat cave to alert Batman to whenever the bat signal and it's is a bat shining jet. in the sky. It is a bat jet. Yeah, soon after. This is what I don't like. The bat jet is flying past police headquarters mm-hmm. with Batman just calling out of the cockpit. I'm working on the case, Commissioner. I've got a lead that may pan out. (laughs) Um, Commissioner Gordon uh, is astonished, even though he knows the whole story. Yeah. Astonished that the Joker is flying the Batplane. Batman Joker tracks down Tiny Harper because he knows that Tiny Harper loves bowling alleys and his 
headquarters are always near bowling alleys. Mm-hmm. So he's just going to check all the bowling alleys in town. It is detective work, Bob. Yes. Mm-hmm. He finally finds the Joker in the body of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, who is up on the roof with a giant magnifying glass, and that's how he's going to reveal Batman's identity to the whole city, by putting his giant face in a magnifying glass and pulling the mask off. Yeah. It's about to happen. Batman Joker has no time to stop it, Mm -mm. except for the luck that a clumsy workman left part of his lunch pail up on the roof. Oh, and part of his lunch was a bottle of milk. milk. So Joker Batman throws the bottle of milk at the magnifying glass, covering it in milk. Making it opaque. Making it opaque. That's not how milk works. No. And then a stunned um, Batman with the Joker inside his body yeah. um, stumbles on a rickety plat- the rickety platform yeah. he's standing on and crashes down um, to become a, the defeated prisoner of the Batman. Batman inside the Joker body. Right. Right. That night, as Robin returns to Gotham City with the rare isotopes, and they project the Epsilon rays back onto Joker and Batman, it worked. It does work. They are put back into their own bodies. The newspaper reports all's well with Batman again, regains his normal personality. Da 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 da. How did that explain it? I don't know. Well, this I don't know if this is before Vicky Vale came along. She'd get yeah, to the bottom of it. She would. It's a lot of sort of. I mean, I get the the silliness behind the story, and I get you know the danger, but oh my gosh! The story was written by David Van Reed, whom I've never heard of before, mm-hmm. probably with good reason. <laughs> Oh, dear, that's critical. Well, it's not a very good story. No. Not for such a momentous occasion as the first appearance of the Earth One Joker. Right? Of course, they didn't know that at the time. Oh, really? Yes. So the whole concept of Earth One, Earth Two hadn't been invented yet. Oh, okay, okay. Because this story predates the debut of The Flash. Oh, okay. Who was the first, you know, revived hero. After the Golden Era. Golden, Golden yep. Age, yes. Yep. Well, yes. thanks for joining me this week. My pleasure. 80-page giants are always a thrill. Aren't they? I'll say. <laughs> you can find us on social media at Coco Check Pod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast, Liberally Speaking. Mm-hmm. And you can find us back here next week with the sea devils. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm so excited. And the return of Manfish. <laughs> Manfish. Anything else to add? No. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. See you soon. Bye. Bye. It's time to give up.